When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Uh, Mike, good morning. Welcome in. How you doing? Doing well, guys. How are you? Fantastic. Great, fantastic. All right. Let, let's dive right into it. I always love, uh, you know, when you, when you come on and you join us at 10 o'clock to, uh, for you to put on that GM hat and, and, and talk about some of the biggest storylines in around the NFL pertaining to uh, front office and, and, and hires and whatnot. And Jeff Saturday getting the head coaching position with the Colts. I know you and I both uh, spent a lot of time up in Bristol, Connecticut with Jeff. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, just a mensch. I'm rooting for him. But I have to be honest with you, Mike, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily like this hire. You've got a number of uh, minority coaches in around the NFL that, um, you know, blood, sweat, and tears have been working so hard to get this opportunity. And you go and you give it to somebody who only has high school football experience. Uh, this just doesn't sit well with me, and it's, it's, it's hard to say that because I just love Jeff so much. But curious to get your thoughts. Surprised with this hire? Yeah, very much so. I was supposed to have dinner with Jeff, so I think he was uh, surprised that uh, he, he was named the coach uh, when he was. You know, I know coaching was something that was something he wanted to do. Um, the fact that he became a head coach now, I'm sure he was – I know he was as surprised as anybody – you know, Jeff has a lot of leadership, which is important. And um, I'll say this. I had the privilege of representing Steve Kerr and uh, did his contract with the Warriors. You know, we spent a year together getting Steve ready to go. And there's a lot of similarities between, in my opinion, between Jeff Saturday and Steve Kerr. And not to say that he's going to have that sort of success overnight, but in terms of trying to get them, you know, to the ultimate destination, which, of course, is to win a championship. The base, biggest question is going to be, you know, can he manage a staff? Can he lead people in terms of outside of his comfort zone? I think the answer is yes, eventually. It's not going to happen overnight. And if Jeff was on our show with uh, Kiwi, you, myself, and Anita tomorrow or the next day, I think he would be surprised in some of the things that he would need to know, like, for example, clock management, challenges, inactives, dealing with the trainers, dealing with the media. There's so much that goes on there. So um, clearly he got this job because it's a relationship, which is always a concern. As you brought up, the minority hiring, that's one of the criticisms of the league is that you know these jobs are filled before they're ever open, and the Rooney rule doesn't apply to their interim coaches. So um, I think it'll be interesting, guys, to see how this plays out over the next eight weeks. Absolutely. I think you know a lot has been said you know in the media about – the fact that two things can be true at the same time, right? We can all be very supportive of Jeff Saturday and appreciative and happy for him that he got this opportunity. And we can also look at it critically and say, hey, listen, like, like not all discrimination is intentional. Sometimes it's just the fact that people surround themselves with people they feel comfortable with and oftentimes they look and sound like them. So the opportunities tend to go to those people, which alienates a large constituency of minority coaches who have put in time and effort or who haven't. If he was looking for somebody who didn't have experience there are also minority co- minority potential coaches who don't have experience that could have also filled that role and so it just it just it it just 
perpetuates this environment where, you know, minorities are excluded. But let's talk about what you just mentioned, which is that head coaching is different than X's and O's. I've seen a number of coordinators move to head coaching roles who didn't necessarily pan out. We've seen guys who were great um, leaders of men who moved to coaching roles who didn't necessarily pan out. What is the difference? Because I have my take on it, but I want to hear what you have to say from a GM perspective. What What is it that will separate a good coach from a bad coach um, early on in their career? Yeah, Kiwi, it's something we can talk about, you know, for weeks that I've studied for years. You know, Adam Gates, for example, you know, Adam's a good friend of mine. We had success in Miami, went to the playoffs in the first year. Um, obviously, it didn't work out as well in New York. And I would tell you that it's about scaling leadership. And, you know, if we had Peyton Manning on the show, Peyton Manning will tell you that, you know, one of the smartest coaches he's ever been around was Adam Gase. But there's a difference between being a play caller and being the CEO and, you know, one of the things that, like, Bill Belichick does a great job, and I had the privilege of working for Coach in two different spots, in Cleveland and with the Jets, is he can scale leadership, he can hold people accountable, and that's what's going to be really important for Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday isn't going to know how to coach the DBs, but he has to know how to get the most out of the DB coach. Jeff Saturday is going to have to develop the players on the practice squad and make sure that those guys' dreams, fears, insecurities – are all handled and addressed and managed because when you get more out of your practice squad, that's how you develop players long-term. So there's so many parts about the job, about scaling leadership, holding people accountable, how to hire somebody, how to give somebody really hard feedback, you know, in terms of their job performance. All those things are things that you really you can learn to a certain extent, but really like you're either born with I think we, I, I think unfortunately, I think we just lost uh, Mike T. So uh, let's let's try to get him uh, back up and running again. You know, here here here's my here's my thing, Kiwi. Um, you know, like realistically, you got Jeff. You have Jeff coming in. Okay, you got him coming in. Um, you know, with not a great quarterback, obviously. Um, a, a team that uh, let. Mike, I'm, I'm glad you're back with us. Mike Tannenbaum, back with us. Here's my question, okay? You got Jeff coming in midway through the season. Matty Ice isn't the starting quarterback. Not sure if he plays today. We'll see. Um, you know, this is a team that, let's be honest, let's stick a fork in them. They're done, all right? Realistically, how can you, like, how are you going to, how are you going to evaluate him in regard to the state of, of where this team is at right now? Mike? Yeah, Adina, that's a great question. And I was saying earlier, I don't know where I got cut off, but it's about scaling leadership, holding people accountable. Like, that's what the job is now. And, you know, guys, they may go 2-6, and six and he may do a great job, or he could go 6-2 and two and win because of reasons he didn't impact the game necessarily. So I don't think it's the record. As you said, you know, they've basically been eliminated. So I think he should have a chance to interview the jo- for the job. But I think it has to be part of a much bigger process and bring in a lot more candidates. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Um, another big storyline, obviously, is Josh Allen. Has not been able to practice all week. Case Keenum is getting the first reps. Now, er- earlier this morning, uh, Adam Schefter reported that Josh Allen is going to be active today. Okay, But I also heard that he was going to be active as... Uh, as you know, uh, worst case scenario, something happens with Case Keenum, or Case Keenum is struggling. You know, then we'll go to we'll, we'll go to Josh. That Case Keenum was going to start, 
But I was just on Daily Wager, and they're reporting on Daily Wager that Josh Allen is going to start. If this is your quarterback, and you know this is a, a, an injury that if it gets worse, very well the surgery to repair it could be Tommy John surgery. Are, are you playing Josh Allen today, Mike? First of all, Kiwi, are you shocked that Anita said she was on Daily Wager and didn't me- mention her record last week? Like, I'm really surprised that I've been on for now eight minutes and you haven't mentioned, you know, what your record was, Anita. It's it's been covered thoroughly throughout the show. I'm 22 and five, dude. Okay. I'm just, you know, I I would have taken the under and how that the 22 and five would have come out within the first eight minutes. So I'm not 22 and five. <laughs> um, I would say. I wouldn't let him play, and here's why. It's not about the next 10 games in Buffalo, guys. It's about the next 10 years. Like, I put that mm-hmm. guy in bubble wrap. I, I wouldn't even let him look at this. I'd have him up in the box. And the reason for that, guys, is you have to err on an abundance of caution because Josh Allen, you know, maybe outside of Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, is more important to his team than anybody. He's under contract. He's an absolute superstar. Why take any chance whatsoever? Kiwi? I agree, I agree with them 100%. I mean, I think sometimes you have to save the player from himself. You know, we, we, we come up in this league where it's, you know, it's all about, you know, toughness and fortitude and pushing through and, and go out there. But there are times when, you know, you can do a lot more damage, especially at this age, right? So you're in high school. You probably have time to recover. But at this age, it is you can be doing some long-term significant damage, and I think every player needs somebody in their ear who is um, completely neutral to the situation to give them honest feedback and say, "Hey, listen, like I know what you're chasing, I know what's on the table this year, but the, the ghost of Christmas future is going to come back to tell you that this is not where it ends for you, and you know you need to sit down." So, I agree with you 100%. I wouldn't put him out there on the field. I wouldn't even dress him. I wouldn't want him doing anything. I'd want him just focused on getting healthy. Uh, gentlemen, right now, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks are on the board, and so that bodes well for my over in this morning game. Tampa Bay Bucks and the Seattle Seahawks playing in Germany. Um, you know, I mentioned this earlier, Mike, but Tom Brady, as of right now, is 20 passes away, 20 pass attempts away from breaking Aaron Rodgers' record of 406 consecutive passes without an interception. Um, and you could have wagered on that prior to this game starting that he was not going to throw an interception today at minus 150. Um, so uh, hopefully, again, he has 10 passing attempts as of right now, so now he's just 20 away, of course, without an interception, hopefully, and that, that bet wins. Again, Tampa Bay is on the board. Julio Jones, how about that? One reception for 31 yards, and he scores a touchdown. So Tom Brady, 6 of 10, 79 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Mike, you know, please, um, you know, let, let's have a discussion in regard to where the NFL is headed. As we know, they play a lot over in London, right? But now branching out, and apparently this is just the start of something really uh, significant in, in that there's going to be more games that are going to be played in Germany. And, and, and talk about the future of the NFL um, abroad. Yeah, so um, I think where we're going to be heading is 18 regular season games and two bye weeks, and that'll do a couple of things. Again, I think we'll never—I don't think we'll see more than 20 games for the foreseeable future. You know, it was 16 and four. Now we're at 17 and three, and clearly this is heading to 18 and two. And I think what we'll see with the extra bye week guys is I think we'll see 
sort of like maybe a European swing where take Seattle, they may go London, Germany bye week, for example. And um, I heard or read somewhere, guys, that there was upwards of 3 million people that wanted a ticket for this game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just follow the money, guys. Like, this is just going to get bigger and, and, and broader. Um, I, like, this is here to stay, and I think there's going to be more of it in the future. Kiwi, your, your thoughts, you know, how do players feel about playing overseas, playing in Germany, playing in London, playing in Mexico? I think it's, 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 it's always what's best for the game is also best for the players. Um, I think when you're young, you just look at it as an opportunity to go overseas and to, to be in a different environment. You're not really focused on, you know, what it actually does for the organization. I think from a preparation standpoint, it does pose some challenges. Now you are talking about flying and flying causes, you know, extra dehydration. And so guys who have soft tissue injuries need to need to make sure that they're getting the right treatment, the right care. So I think guys would rather play closer to home just so that they can stay in the same routine. But when you look at what this does for the game internationally and how widely this opens us up to the international market, I think long-term, you know, this will, this will be great. I played with uh, Marcus Kuhn, who's, you know, he's, he's, all over the networks now and, and doing a lot of stuff media wise in, in Germany. Um, you know, and I was in um, Ghana with, with OC and, and NFL Africa and we had, you know, major events. And I remember having a, a long conversation, you know, with, with a gentleman about our run to the Super Bowl in our first season or the first championship that we won. And I got to the end and I was like, I was like, were you, were you in the States during that time period? He's like, no, I was here. He was in Ghana, but they follow it that intently. So, the American football has now opened up, um, you know, to the rest of the world. And I think, you know, the NFL is doing a good job of trying to capitalize on that. Um, gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Uh, we'll have Mike Tannenbaum's bomb of the week heading into week 10. Also, excellent article that uh, our column, sorry, uh, that was posted on ESPN.com this week. And it's NFL midseason predictions, playoff teams, Super Bowl picks, breakouts, And so uh, we're each going to give you our favorite prediction heading into the second half of the season. So we'll do that when we get back. We'll do a deeper dive into, of course, this Giants-Texans matchup. We'll hear what Mike has to say. And, of course, as always, um, well, I'm on for an extra 30 minutes. But before we do let Mike and Kiwi go, uh, we will get their score predictions uh, for today's game as well. So stay tuned. And, hey, Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. You want to get on board? Uh, by all means, call in. We'd love to to chat it up with you right here on New York Game Day, ninety point seven ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. The bomb is about to be dropped. It's Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. That's right. We just heard from uh, Zach Wilson talking about, you know, it's a big surprise how well this Jets team has done this season. That's for sure. Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management. Jets surprising folks. You're always surprising folks with your Bomb of the Week. What is it in Week 10, Mike? Uh, Dallas Cowboys 40, Green Bay Packers 24. Uh, this is the largest point spread at home in Aaron Rodgers' career, and it's not enough. Uh, two teams going in different directions. Maybe as much, guys, because of their defense. And uh, I think this is a Cowboy team that's a legit Super Bowl contender. And I think the Green Bay Packers season is essentially over. Wow. Okay. You got Aaron Rodgers. He's, I want to say, 50, I'm sorry, 83% against the spread at home as a home dog. Weather conditions are going to be in the 30s. My play here is is I do like Green Bay. I like Green Bay getting the points. Um, I got it at plus five and a half. It's now dropped down to four, which is really weird. Uh, and also I like the under in this game. So you and I are on opposite sides there. So that is a pretty big bomb. Brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management for a pain-free life. Visit SamuelPain.com today. I guess I'm going to be in some pain if your uh, if if your bomb does come true, that's for sure, uh, guys. Earlier uh, this week, a number of ESPN talent contributed to a great column, and uh, it's NFL midseason predictions, playoff teams, Super Bowl picks, breakouts. Uh, Mike, did, did you contribute to this column? Did they ask you to to, to put in a prediction? Yeah, obviously you didn't read it so carefully. <laughs> <laughs> the charges will win out. <laughs> Thanks, so what? thanks, Kiwi. I'm glad you read it. <laughs> gotcha. So, so that's that's exactly your. Go ahead. Once you share what your prediction is and, and all the reasons why, please. Yeah, I basically uh, I think the Chargers of all the teams have a really high ceiling, guys. It has to do with the health of Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Um, you know, they're they're winning a lot of games closely. They won an ugly game in Atlanta. Um, I'm very bullish on Justin Herbert, and um, I just, of all the teams, if they could get healthy with those two players and Joey Bosa, um, I think they could catch Kansas City this year. So that, that was my big prediction for the second half. Uh, there's a number of predictions here. Um, uh, Tyree Kill breaking the NFL single season receiving record. Uh, Kadarius Toney will lead the Chiefs in catches of 20-plus yards the rest of the way. The Jets will win the AFC East. The Falcons will win the NFC South. Didn't look so great on Thursday, that's for sure. Um, Jordan Love will apparently start, will possibly start at least two games for the Packers. Mine was Justin Fields will finish as a top five fantasy quarterback. Here's my write-up real quick. The Bears quarterback is currently sitting at seven, um, about 30 points behind the current fifth-ranked quarterback, who's Jalen Hurts. Um, how can you not love Fields' newfound confidence as well as Claypool addition to this Bears offense. Um, he is QB1 over the past three weeks, averaging more than 30 fantasy football points per game. So so that's that's my prediction. 
Uh, Kiwi, if you had a, a mid-season prediction, what would it be? Uh, just going with the, the article and, and everybody who wrote, I think the Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers both smithing both missing the playoffs would be the one that I would go with. I just think, um, you know, like Mike said, the, the Packers are heading in the wrong direction. I just don't believe in the Bucks right now either. Um, but I also think Jordan Love is going to end up starting at least two games during the course of this year too. So there are a couple of ones on there that, that I agreed with. Just so you know, Mike, uh, Kiwi agrees with you. Kiwi thinks that the uh, Dallas-Green Bay game uh, is going to be somewhat of a blowout. So, um, so he definitely agrees with you. I'm, I'm obviously the odd woman out here, that's for sure. Um, quick update here on this, uh, on this Germany game. Tampa Bay, they score again. And this time, it's Leonard Fournette. He's carried the rock 12 times. He's got 48 rushing yards. And, of course, he, scared, he scored a touchdown. Tom Brady now has 15 pass attempts without an interception. He's got 132 yards and a touchdown. So now, for those that put this bet in along with me, we're just 15 attempts away from potentially winning our bet where he would throw 30 more passes without an interception and break Aaron Rodgers' record that he set back, I want to say, in like 2018. So uh, that, that, that record's been on the record books for, for a hot second. Okay, so now the, the Tampa Bay Bucks are up 14 nothing. So that plays extremely well into the over uh, that 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 we played at the beginning of the show. So um, let's keep it going. Hopefully Seattle could get some points on the board as well. Quick break. We come back. We'll start doing a deep dive yet again into that Giants and uh, Houston Texans matchup right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. All right, gentlemen, our first opportunity to really uh, dive into this Giants-Texans uh, matchup with Mike Tannenbaum. So, Mike, let's start with you. Uh, this is a Giants team coming off of a bye, feeling really good about themselves. Obviously, Daniel Jones executing this offense pretty well. Uh, but meanwhile, for the Texans, um, not the same. Davis Mills not having uh, the, the season that we saw him have last year, especially towards the end of the year. And their defense, one of the worst against the run, which we know Saquon Barkley could have a field day today. Uh, your, your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, I think that's the key is, uh, you know, getting Saquon Barkley going in the run game. And, you know, a couple other thoughts on this game in particular is Brandon Cooks is maybe the most explosive player for the Texans guys, and he doesn't want to be there. You know, there was a lot of rumors that he could be traded. 
he didn't trade deadline has passed. He has a lot of guaranteed money next year, $18 million. So um, that's a distraction that they're dealing with. And then fundamentally, guys, even though Houston's struggling, one of the things that Lovey Smith, the head coach of the Texans, is known for is he puts a tremendous emphasis on creating turnovers. So this is like the inverse of what we've talked about all year with the Giants, which is, you know, can they make a play or two to swing the game? You know, it's really the opposite today. Like, the only way I see them losing is if they have a couple of turnovers. So they're at home, they're rested. Uh, this is a game they should win. Talk to me about that, that Cook situation from a GM perspective. Like, when you have a guy who's outwardly um, disgruntled with the situation, but you still owe him money, how do you manage that? Like, what, what is the conversation you're having? Are you having a conversation with him, or what is the conversation you're having with the coaching staff? Yeah, you know, it's a great question. And, you know, Adita brought it up earlier, like with Jeff Saturday trying to lead the Colts, who are. He's like, look. Every week you're you're on a job interview, not only with us, but for the 31 other teams for next year. And you got to be a pro. And things didn't break your way in the trade trade deadline, but you want to comport yourself as a professional because that's in the best interest of the team and for you uh, in the future. Um, let's let's turn our attention to what's going on, not only with Brandon Cooks, of course, on the Texans, but but Mike, what what's what's happening and what has not transpired with the Giants pertaining to both Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. And let's start with Daniel Jones first and foremost. Um, Daniel Jones came out, spoke to the media this week, and said that no conversation has taken place with Joe Shane and the Giants in regard to negotiating a contract extension for him heading into next year. Is that surprising to you? Yeah, I think it's a mistake. I think Daniel Jones is only going to get more expensive just because of supply and demand. And what I mean by that is, like, I don't think Daniel Jones is perfect, but he's young, he'll get better. And there's going to be a dozen teams that need a quarterback next year, and that could include teams like Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Green Bay, you know, teams we've never really thought about saying, like, wow, they'll need a quarterback. So I think Daniel Jones' market only continues to go up, not down. And just because if the Giants would sign to an extension – that doesn't mean they could. They still can draft somebody. So a uh, little surprised by it. And I think as the season goes on, Daniel Jones is going to get more expensive, not less. Right, right, like, do you think a fair offer would be three years, twenty where anywhere around twenty, twenty-five, twenty-six thousand, twenty, twenty million, twenty-five, twenty-six million dollars a year? Would you say that that would be a fair offer that the Giants could offer him? Yeah, I think it's somewhere between twenty-five and thirty million a year. Um, and again, you know, we could argue that's too much. He's not worth it. But two thoughts. One is I think he would get that in the market next year because, again, so many teams are going to need a quarterback. And then secondly, guys, um, when you think about if you're the Giants, if he's not your quarterback, who is? Yes. Thank you. That, that's, that's, that's been my take for a long time now. Like, I don't think people understand how difficult it is to find and replace a franchise quarterback and how far that sets you back. So, um, yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Uh, and, and then last but not least, uh, Saquon Barkley. Apparently, um, you know, discussion has been had uh, with Saquon Barkley's camp and Joe Shane, but, but nothing, nothing has been agreed to. And so they've decided to shelf it for the rest of the remainder of the season. Uh, your thoughts on that, Mike? Similar. Uh, I get him signed. You know, I don't like trading away players that are good and young. I wouldn't trade Roquan Smith if I was the Bears. I wouldn't have traded Chase Claypool if I was Steelers. And I'm going to find a way to keep 
Saquon Barkley. And again, I know we can argue about, you know, don't pay running backs and, you know, the cautionary tales of Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey. I, I understand all that, but I also understand that you need playmakers, and that's what Saquon Barkley is. And he's a great kid. He's someone that was drafted by the Giants, developed. Um, I would not let him leave the, the program and figure out a way to compromise between the average per year and the guaranteed money. And, you know, Kiwi and I have had this discussion and, you know, the message that it sends to the players in that locker room if you do tag Saquon Barkley. Um, Kiwi doesn't feel that it would be a good message. But at the same time, you know, this is, this is a team that salary cap-wise, uh, they've got their backs to, to the wall. So uh, do you worry about that when you, when you had to tag a player, what, what that would communicate to the locker room, Mike? Well, you know, context is everything. Um, look, is it ideal? No, but I'd rather do that than lose Saquon Barkley. And as you stack up enough wins, and what I mean by that, as you try to keep more and more of your own players, um, I worry about that a little bit less. Uh, Kiwi, any thoughts before we uh, we take a break and come back and, uh, and give our, our score predictions? Uh, no, I'm good. I, I appreciate um, uh, Mike's take on it and – and in terms of you know getting getting these guys paid, I think we're all on the same page. Like we, the deal should possibly get done sooner than later because the, the price tags are going to continue to go up. This portion of New York Game Day on ninety eight point seven ESPN brought to you by Coach USA. Make your commute to the city easy on Coach USA. Uh, for schedules and fares, go to coachusa.com or download the Coach USA app. Uh, to buy, store, and scan your tickets. Also, uh, presented by Slowman's, call 1-866-OIL-DEAL to see how much you can save this winter on heating oil. Um, and Samuel Institute for Pain Management for a pain-free life. Visit samwellpain.com today. Ira, I see you in Staten Island. We're going to get to you. When we come back, uh, we'll get Mike's thoughts on this Jets team and what his expectations are for them as uh, they kick off uh, the second half of their season, of course, starting in week 11 because they have a bye this week. And we will do a deeper dive into that Giants Uh, Texans game with our score predictions and all the reasons why when we get back right here on 98.7 ESPN. New York game day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka and Anita Marks. Mike, let's go to you first and foremost. Uh, How surprised are you with this Jets season so far? You know, they're doing a really good job, especially on defense. Um, They're playing with a lot of energy. Um, They can rush the passer. They can cover. That's going to keep them in a lot of games. And, look, they're going to have to um, really figure out the quarterback position. You know, you can't have big wins like you did against Buffalo and say, hey, the best thing that happened is the quarterback didn't make a mistake. You know, to get to where you ultimately want to go, like the quarterback has to be part of the solution. And I think that's something the Jets have to really evaluate in the coming weeks. Kiwi, I know we talked about it a little bit earlier. You know, my, my thing I'm really interested in is to see, you know, what happens with James Robinson. I, I think, I think the, the rushing attack is going to be really key and, and really important to help things for, uh, for, uh, for uh, Zach Wilson. So um, I'm really excited to see what James Robinson can do. Because, listen, I mean, he lit it up in Jacksonville. Of course, they have ATN now. So, uh, to me, that's the one thing I'm going to be paying the most attention to. So, um, all right, it's time, for our, it's time for our predictions. Who's going to win? Let's do some predictions. 
All right. As always, we like to give our score predictions. Of course, since the Jets are on the bye, it's a, it's about the Giants and the Texans. Uh, Mike, let's start with you. What's your score and, and why? I like the Giants today, 21-10 to 10 over the Houston Texans. I expect a clean, crisp game coming off of uh, the bye week. They're the better team. So, uh, again, unless Lovey Smith can wave that magic wand with the turnovers, uh, I think this is a really strong day for the Giants. Kiwi? Not bad. Yeah, I got the Giants 27-17, a little bit over um, what the Texans are usually putting up um, just because, you know, Giants are coming off of the bye. But I think, uh, you know, our, our guest Mark earlier on in the show said that, you know, the clock's going to run. There's not going to be a whole lot of opportunities. Um, the Giants are fresh, but I believe that they're going to end up resting players towards the end of the game. Um, I've got the Giants 24-13. Um, I, I do like the Giants in this matchup. Uh, I, I like the under here as well. I think defense is going to step up in a big way. And, um, you know, there's, there's, not, there's not a lot that the Texans bring offensively that really scares you. Um, you know, their rushing attack is, is solid with Pierce, but, but he is a rookie. And it would be interesting to see with Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins back in action what they can do in the passing game. But at the end of the day, I just don't think that they're going to be able to stop Saquon Barkley. And one of my favorite prop bets is Saquon Barkley over um, 100 in. 14 and a half rushing and receiving yards total. This is a Texans team. Um, their defense has the most missed tackles in the NFL. Uh, their DBs play a soft zone and their linebackers can't cover. And so I, I think Saquon Barkley is going to be utilized big time, not only obviously rushing the football, but also utilizing the passing game. Um, uh, apparently, uh, Kenny Galladay is expected to be active. Not sure how attractive he's going to be. Um, but you know, even when he is active, you just, you you just don't see him getting that separation. Um, any, any expectations for him today, guys? Not, not, not for me. I mean, that's going to be the story of the second half is no Kadarius, Tony, Kenny Galladay hasn't done much. You know, is it Wondell Robinson? Do they go after OBJ? Where, Where is this other element in the giant passing game come from? So that's a good sign that he's active and, you know, let's see what he can do. Guys, we've got Ira standing by. Ira, let's go to you. I know you've been holding on. You want to talk about the Jets uh, before we do sign off. So, Ira, welcome in. Welcome into New York Game Day. I appreciate it, Nita. Good morning, fellas. How are you? Uh, two things. I actually want to get the Jets on, but as for the Jets, they far exceeded my expectations up until now. And now, you know, we'll see if they can make this final push and maybe find a way to win four or five games as are remaining. Uh, but, Mike, you're right. You know, ultimately, if they're going to get to where they really want to get, it's going to come down to the quarterback. I'm not sold on him yet. Um, you just can't manage games. But my question, and I'm going to direct this to you, Mike. Uh, you remember just when Pennington wrecked his shoulder up in Buffalo in 2004, and he played through that injury, where I think it was a rotator cuff, if I recall. Um, he was never really quite the same after that. He, I know he had to come back player of the year with the Dolphins. But his answer was never the same. Are the Bills flirting with the same type of mistake? I mean, this is the second time that he has an injury to his UCL and his throwing elbow. Um, Is it something where he can maybe not make this worse, or are they jeopardizing his career by letting him play right away? Yeah, Ira, great to hear from you as always. And, um, look, every injury is a little bit different, but uh, your points are incredibly Fair, well taken, and they're fair points, and uh, I agree, and I think that's what uh, you know. Kiwi had said earlier in the show as well. Like, it is the elbow of an absolute superstar, 
and I just think it's something you got to be extraordinarily cautious. And I think Kiwi said it great. You know, sometimes you have to protect players from themselves. Um, gentlemen, I know uh, this is about the time that we say uh, hasta la vista to you guys. Uh, we're I'm on for another 30 minutes. I mean, you're welcome to hang out with me if you want. I don't want to kick you off the show, but I'm sure you've got better things to do today, uh, getting ready to... Uh, you know, to Adina, t- mm-hmm. I must say that, why didn't you say hasta la vista in German today? That would have been even more impressive. <laughs> Uh, you know what? You you get that email from the NFL, right? You get you get the uh, the 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 whatever the what am I trying to say here? Like uh, all you know the information from their research team. Do you get that each and every week? I do. Um, and did you see that there's uh, and, and uh, tap dance for me here because I'm trying to call it up, and uh, and there are some. Uh, some phrases in German that they sent on, on that. Did you see that? Oh yeah, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, um, I'm not smart enough to be able to say what those phrases are. I struggle with English sometimes, let alone German. (laughs) Hold on. I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to call it up here. Um, I'm trying to work as fast as I can. Oh, here we go. Um, no, those are notable players who are, who, who, who are from Germany. um, I don't think I could pull, pull it up in time. But anyway, uh, guys, any final thoughts before, before we let you go? Pay Saquon. Pay Daniel Jones. Let's go. Mike? Yeah, and, and for, yeah you know, for me, it's going to be you know, the story of the next part of the season post-bye week for the Jets is going to be what exactly do they really have in Zach Wilson? Because uh, that was a great win against the Buffalo Bills. Um, despite how he played, and I think that's just something that, for all the great things going on with the Jets right now, that's still going to be a question they got to get resolved. Um, I, I do, I do have the German phrases um, uh, pulled up here, but like I, I don't even, I, I don't even want to give it. A, I mean, I don't even want to give it. A, <laughs> I can't. I just, I, I, I looked it over. I'm like, I don't know. This isn't um, fine. Thank you. Is uh, I think it's it's gut donkey. Hey, yeah, tried. no. Yeah, yeah. I tried. I tried. You, you, I gave you get, cre- I, listen, you get credit for effort. A A for effort in, in logging into my email, finding the, 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 the email I got from the NFL and, and searching for that, that page. Uh, gentlemen, it's, it's always great. Like I say it each and every week, it's always great to, uh, to wake up with you guys and, and do the show in, in the morning, and I so appreciate it. Thank you so much. You guys enjoy week 10, okay? Likewise. Thank Enjoy you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks.